Animal Central on cliffcentral.com. Good morning, everybody. It's Wednesday morning, time again for Animal Central. I'm your host for the next hour, Sharon Dale, and I'm joined by some amazing guests today. Uh, we're going to be speaking to Hester and Garrick from Beagle Rescue, and we've got special guest star in the studio today, little Gina, the Beagle. And then we're going to talk to Dr. Clint about various issues that, uh, you know, we've seen on Facebook the last couple of weeks, terrible accidents that have happened with dogs trying to chew bones and marrow bones. And, you know, the dangers of rawhide, that sort of thing. So we're going to talk about what the best treat is to feed your dog and the dangers of feeding your dog bones. And if we've got a little bit of time, we're also going to talk about skin conditions because now going into spring, dogs are a little bit more prone to getting allergies and that sort of thing. But let's start off this morning. I, I mean, I must say I'm so excited about the new Cliff Central app because that means a lot more of you can listen to us. It is so easy. It's not going to cost you a fortune for data. It's so cheap. And you can download it directly from Google Play or iTunes. It's the Cliff Central app. So that means we should get Get a lot more animal friendly and animal angels listening to us. But let's start off and kick off. Um, you know, we celebrated National Dog Day, which is such a great time. We should celebrate Dog Day every single day. But it was a special day to, to consider all the dogs sitting in shelters, to, to look at the cruelty happening worldwide and, and to make a pledge to adopt, to go out there, adopt. There's so many dogs in shelters all over the world. And if you can't adopt, then support in any way, whether it's visiting your shelter, going to take a few tins of dog food or bags of dog food, um, blankets, always useful, even newspapers. A lot of the shelters desperately need, need newspapers. And, and a great idea is to, to do a sort of, you know, get together in your office and, and once a month ask people to bring goodies in, get it all together and go and take a trip. I'm sure the boss won't mind. Take a trip to a shelter near you and go and deliver it just to see how appreciative um, these wonderful people are that take care of our animals will just leave you walking away with a, a real spring in your step um, other than that you can donate via SMS you can also donate into directly into their bank accounts or what I love is that a lot of the shelters have sponsorships so you can have a look I know we posted one yesterday on Canine Zone uh, Facebook page from uh, Dora Bull and you choose which little doggy's face appeals to you and you sponsor that dog each month, that money will go to buying that dog food, you know, cover its medical bills, and, and in most cases they will even give you feedback. So it's almost like you own the dog, you're sponsoring it, you're taking care of it, and, and it's perfect if you don't have space or if you're living in a flat or something like that. Another way is to share, share, share. Go on social media. This past week, um, in fact, it was my son's girlfriend's dog was stolen out of her back garden. Uh, this was in Rand Park Ridge where apparently there was a spate of dog thefts. Uh, at the end of the day, she posted onto Dogs Lost and Found. Short while afterwards, someone contacted them and this little chihuahua was found all the way in Mulder's Drift on a dirt road. It had obviously been stolen. What these guys do is they net them or they hook them over the wall with, with a, with a, one of those fishing gaffers and then they take them into, you know, wherever the area where they're going to keep them in holding pens. They either sell them or they sell them for dog fighting or so the worst thing is they actually use them for food. So please, please, please keep your dogs safe. If you're not at home, 
put them inside, keep them out of view from the street, especially people with little dogs because they're so, so easy to, to steal. And then, of course, you know, education. That is the key. Get on Facebook. Speak to your friends. Speak to your family members. Educate your children in in care of animals, whether it be a dog, a cat, a tortoise, you know, the weavers in your garden. Respect them. Take care of them. And it starts where you teach, uh, teach your children how to do this. Now, moving on from that, in Canine Zone magazine, which is now on shelves, in every issue we look at a specific breed. Our last issue was the Schnauzer Rescue, which... Literally sold off the shelves. This issue, we're looking at beagles, which are an amazing, amazing breed. And to talk about them, we have now got Hester Pesca. I hope I pronounce this right. Hester, it's Pescivolo. That's great. Right. And Garrick Wilson from Beagle Rescue. Welcome, guys. Thanks so much thanks, for coming thanks today. For Thank you. And thanks for bringing Gina. She's so well behaved. She's awesome. So let's start. Well, let's start. Tell us about Gina. Is she your own dog, Hester? Gina's our own dog. We got her as a puppy. That she was seven in April, mm-hmm. next April. So she's the only ever puppy I ever got. Oh, okay. Um, at about a year old, I decided that puppies are not the greatest thing to have. Although everybody says, oh, they're the cutest <laughs> yes, little beagle pups. <laughs> so um, we started looking for a, a friend for her. Unfortunately, in those days, there was no social media as great as it is mm, today. Mm. So the only option I had was to troll gum trees and the OLXs and came across a, a dog that was abandoned at a shelter or at a kennel yes. over December. People never picked him up and they were just looking to find him a home. And that became our first rescue. And <sighs> since then, yeah, they've just grown. So that's where Beagle Rescue started. It didn't then. Um, mm. That was about in 2012. In 2013, um, I found our Facebook page Beagles in South Africa and it was always people asking, I need to re my dog. And I just thought, yeah, I had a bit of extra time. I run my own recruitment company. So not that you really have extra time, but mm, I mm. thought, let me give it a go and try and help these people by saying to people, does anybody want a second dog? They're really great. You're not getting a problem dog. You are getting a good dog. And. Yeah, and so I became Miss Beagle Rescue <laughs> from the year. Just, <laughs> it just grew, snowballed. You know, just snowballed into a, a huge, at the moment, five-woman show. Yes. Oh, um, okay. Yeah, earlier this five year. Five-woman and Garrick. And Garrick, he's our, <laughs> our, he's our pillar post. Yeah, I'm a driver too. So. <laughs> it always seems to start that way. We've had so many shelter founders in the studio over the last year that have been doing the show. And it always seems to start with this passion. And then they kind of start small, and then the bug bites, and that's it. The rest is history. (laughs) So now let's start by talking about the beagle. Let's, I mean, the beagle is quite a popular dog in this country. Um, for um, well, it it is a very um, popular dog because of its size. Mm. I mean, more and more people have to downscale from big mansions to much smaller gardens. most complexes will only allow you to have one dog. Some complexes don't allow you to have any dogs. So more and more people are looking for a smaller, manageable dog. Um, security is a big thing. So people want something they can fit through a small doggy door in and out. They don't want a Grey Dane yes. that you know you have to leave the whole door open for him the whole time. So they did become very popular. Um, unfortunately, movies like Cats and Dogs and all these yes. Snoopy movie coming out later this year is just going to Cause a real huge snowball effect. We know that every time a movie comes out with oh, a specific right, breed. Snoopy was a beagle. Yeah. yeah. 
Okay, and that's coming out when? In December? Um, I think it's yeah, towards the end of this year. There's a Snoopy movie being launched in America, so... And that's quite odd. I mean, I've I've heard that when they've like, when they brought out 101 Dalmatians, everybody wanted a Dalmatian. Yeah. <laughs> so the same thing with beagles. Absolutely, and have people they running into the shelters. Breed, um, if you've got the time and patience to sit with them, um, take them for walks, interact with them, play with them in the afternoons, they're definitely not a one person, a one dog. Mm. Uh, they don't fit in a, in a one, uh, the only dog in a family. Oh, so they do need friends. So most of the rescues we do is what people phoning are saying, I'm looking for a friend for, for Lexi, or I'm looking for a friend for Milo. So they want a, a second dog to keep these company. Um, and I must admit, I, I very seldom allow them, anybody to adopt if they've never had a, a dog. Mm. Or if that's going to be the only dog. Yes. Because I yes. just know it's coming out of an environment where it's not happy because it's on its own. So, Putting in another environment. There's exceptions where someone might work from home, or an elderly yes, couple. Yes, the company's there. The dog's got mm. constant company. Yes. I would I would give them a, a a single beagle, but they are companion dogs. They want to be part of the family. They don't want to sleep outside. They don't want to be left on their own ten, twelve hours a day. Right. Right. Throw food over the fence when you oh. feel like it. They well, no, quite no dogs want that. You all too often you see people get a people get a dog and they put it in the back garden. You know, as you say, put food down at night, and that's the as far as they go. And and dogs need companionship, not only of other dogs, but of the humans, of their pack leaders. And we were saying before we came in, we introduced Gina to Gareth, and he was saying he nearly got a beagle before he got little. Uh, he's little, I think it's a Cavalier King Charles, little Carl. So I think we need to twist his arm yeah, a little a bit more to get a friend. Him. Yes, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> and, and he said, do they not howl a lot? Isn't, is that a question you often ask? You know, um, I probably had about, between Garrick and myself, we probably had about a hundred, 110 beagles through our house. Wow. Fostering <laughs> them. Cause yes. I don't run a kennels, a facility on a plot where I have kennels where I can keep them. So each and every single beagle that needs to be fostered they're comes in into home. the house. Yes. They sleep in, in our bedroom. They get a bed. They get a name. They get a tag. They get a collar. Mm. They get food. They get love. And um, they just, just I can just sometimes, within a week, you can see how this dog just changes. Yes. From a scared little fearful dog that comes in there. Just, they just flourish on love and, and they just you want can to see be them in, in their eyes. Yeah. That I've seen some of these doggies that are just brought into shelters. They almost have no life. And, and you see when they adopted Absolutely. how their soul is sort of replenished. It's, it's amazing to see. And Garrick, you, are you also a Beagle fan? How many do you own? How did you get well, involved? Well, we got involved. Well, we, we live together, so I got involved. Ah, that. so you um, had no choice. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, I didn't have a choice. But I mean, I love dogs. I love yes. Beagles, um, especially. And yeah, I mean, they grow. <laughs> you get attached mm, to them. Yeah. Yes. So the, the first time, the first couple of Beagles that we did was very, very difficult to give away, mm, uh, you sure. know, to your home because yes. you get attached to them. Mm. Um, yeah, it, it's it's heartbreaking. Um, yeah. But the you know the biggest problem that we we face is that people don't do research on a on a yes. beagle. Beagles are very active. Um, if uh, classic symptoms would be the dig in the garden, mm, that type of thing, mm. just to start destroying things. Uh, yes. we, we've 
actually called it a term now. We've uh, named it. Be- you've been beagled. Yeah. <laughs> so if you go on the website, you'll see. I've that seen that on your Facebook page. Yeah. You know, all these people posting pictures of a couch destroyed. That's you've been beagled. The power of exploding cushions. Of yes. Yeah. But it's never their trees. fault. No, no, it's always no, the cat no, next no. door. The cushion that just did Absolutely. it itself. Yeah. No, for sure. Because I remember watching uh, one of the episodes of The Dog Whisperer where these people were battling with their beagle. Because for that exact reason, it wasn't being exercised, it wasn't being used for what it's meant for. And it was a simple matter of, I remember he sort of laid a trail in the park so that the beagle could use its nose and, and all the destructive behavior, behavior stopped mm. because it was kept busy because essentially these are hounds, aren't they? They, they want to work their nose. Is they, and that's why people say you take a beagle for a walk. Mm. It's, at your five minute, your five hour trip, it's like fifteen hours because nose they, they want they nose down and ears shut. I mean, <laughs> there's just no way you can they can make both work at the same yes. time. So, and that's why it's important to stimulate them and get them working. I mean, what Garrick often does is he just takes some um, food mm. and he just sprinkles it in the in the grass in the flower beds. Yes, and they love it. It's gives like, them something yeah, to do. Yeah, they know yeah, something to do. They sniff it out. They find it. And I sometimes half an hour later. I see they still have, I'm oh. sure there must be one left here somewhere yes. we can try and find one more chunky that yes. they might have left in the garden. And, and so people understand, you know, that, oh, the, our beagles forever trying to eat the kids' food or it's always on the counters. But that's where they, they then, you know, people need to learn, mm. put that stuff away. Put yes, it out of the reach yes. of a beagle. They will smell something that was in a bag. Really? Five, six so months ago. Are their noses, I mean, they're yeah. used for tracking, aren't they? They're yeah. used Absolutely. For, uh, as in town still to this day. Absolutely. Yeah. The airports, they, if you go to big international airports, even Oa Tambo. Yes. They use them, sniffer dogs. Um, they use them, really? agricultural department use them for sniffing out food products that come in parcels okay. or bags. Yes. So most of the airports I've been to, they use beagles. They're using beagles. Yeah. Because of their nose. Because of their nose. And, and, and they're not as scary as a big German shepherd yeah. coming to sniff your luggage. <laughs> a lot of people get very nervous about that. And, I mean, because that was what they were bred for, isn't it? I mean, originally, where did they come from? They, they were, um, they were bred to hunt, weren't they? Yeah, they were bred out of, out of, um, England. Out of, they were mm. bred as hunting dogs. Yes. Um, and there's, there's various, Combinations is like the foxhounds, which is sort of related to the beagle, which is a little bit taller, longer legs, um, similar looking to the beagle, and yeah, but they were they were, they were foxhound. They were useful for for hunting. Um, yes. Foxes so they need to be kept busy. And and Garrick, I, I agree with what yeah. you say. So many times people don't do their research, and they go and they they couch potatoes, and they'll go and get a border collie. It doesn't yeah. work. You, you're gonna have problems, or, or you are an active guy and you want to run with your dog, but you go and get a pug. Mm. So exactly, you've got to. It's so so important to study the breed. Mm, yes, um, and see where they where they came from, what they need to do. Absolutely. Because, and people, uh, people give them away saying, you know, I studied the breed, but I didn't realize they, they're that active. Mm. And now we've got a two-year-old and all it does, it eats the food out of the kid's hands the whole time and it's chewing the dummies and it's chewing the bottles. But it's going to do it. Whether you've got a, a beagle puppy or a Grey Dane puppy, puppies are puppies. That's yes. what they do. So and, and people need to, need to be learn. given a job too. They need to be given something to do. And then sadly... Beagles have often been used in research. That's our biggest yeah. gripe. Um, 
luckily we don't know of any breed or testing facilities in South Africa. Oh, okay. There is rumors that um, at Ornestupur they, they use them and things like that. Um, they've got a breeding facility there. We know about it. But it's ethical breeding. They breed for training vet students. Right. Just like doctors don't practice on plastic dolls and things, vets can't practice on Mm. Toy do- uh, dogs. Yes. So they're not practice on on cruel things, but they need to learn how to spay a dog. They need to learn how to draw blood. They need to learn how to clean ears, how to right. clean anal sacs. All these horrible things that we take our dogs to the vet for. A vet needs to learn something. Learn somewhere. And unfortunately, the beagle's a temperament as it's downfall because it is so forgiving. Shame. I can see a beagle come in there abused, kicked. We had a case recently, and yeah. Let's just forgive. Two, three weeks later in a loving home, can't say it's a sand dog. Mm-hmm. Absolutely not a sand dog. Because I, I know I follow a group in the United States that go around and they've got this huge campaign to go and free these beagles yeah. from Beagle the freedom. research. Beagle That's freedom. That's right. Yeah. Um, and I've watched some of the videos. It literally brings you to tears because some of these dogs have never walked on grass. They have never seen the sun. sun. You know, they've been in these cages and you just see them. They come out and they, you know, they don't quite know what to do first. And then they just, you can see the joy of that freedom. Absolutely. But I wonder and the, why the article that you wrote in the l- 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 latest canine zone about mm. the Brits 10. Yes. By a classic example, what happens in our own country. Let's talk about the Brits 10. That was a huge story. This is one of these horrendous puppy mill situations again. So th- what was that? Brits 10 was a puppy mill? It's, um, it was a breeder. Yes. She supplied pet shops. We know who the breeder is. Um, I've actually rescued one of her pups from Paradise Pets mm. before. And um, she didn't breed the best quality, but there was always puppies available. Yes. Um, then on the 16th of April, I got a call from Sonja and Johan van Weyck saying there's a woman selling her breeding facility. Beagles for sale, 4,000 rand for all eight of them. I said, I don't care. Get in your car, go fetch them. I got there. The woman said, okay, well, I'll actually give you the other two as well. They're old, but you can have them thrown into the price. So please take all 10. Mm-hmm. Needed to say it was just the other side of Brits. That's why they were called the Brits 10. Yes. Okay. They then came back. I went and fetched six the first night because I could only get six in my car. Yes. Um, and probably within two hours, they each went to foster home. Goodness the next me. day, the other four went into foster homes, of which six of them became foster failures. Foster failures, yes. And the other four in absolutely, absolutely loving homes. That's fantastic. And they varied anything from four to eight years, the oldest being Molly being eight. Um and yeah, so she was absolutely breeding, breeding stock. Yeah. Okay. And she so actually said to us, you know, I can't give you all the paperwork, you know, who's had what. She yes. didn't even know their names. Four of them had names. The rest she just, oh my word. She, they just were a number. And same thing in cages. Lifting. They, they were in runs. Yes. So they, they had a bit of sand to run on. So they weren't like, but um, there was four females per male. And then in the other uh, run was four females and a male. So she would always know who the, 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 the dad was mm-hmm. inside the mm-hmm. dogs. But yes, but she wouldn't know. She would all, I don't crossbreed them because it's, you know, but those four females were constantly pregnant on either That's side of the fence. Um, some of them, their teeth had, they, they lost quite a lot of teeth because they were constantly gnawing through the wire, trying to oh, get out, trying shame. to get away. Um, oh. Yeah, but the Beagle community was awesome. We donated, they contributed 
And was this something did you post on your Facebook wall? Yeah, we just said on our Facebook page, I could be still coming forward. in. Yeah. Put some pictures like really as as we got them. Yes. I mean, okay. if you look at Gina, shiny coat, glossy eyes, these dogs were dull. They were dull coats, dull eyes, covered in fleas. Horrendous states. Garrick bath, and he can tell oh. you what they look like when you bath them. I was too emotional to bath them. I was just pouring my heart out. Oh, it, it just, you yeah. know, as I said, the, the, it was the, the, um, the other one that was bust a few weeks before that, I think, or maybe at the same time, the Schnauzer um, puppy mill. After so. And, and you look at those pictures and you cannot understand and, and to me, it seems as though it's women running these Absolutely. puppy mills, which I don't get. Mm. Because if I look at my readership in Canine Zone and our friends on our Canine Zone wall, I always wonder, you know, and I say it's about 90% women that are going on these these Facebook walls, reading the magazine. But then you'd think they'd know better than to start these puppy mills. But it's, it's, an, easy, it's an easy income. Yeah. So the husband's got a job, so I'll just stay at home and breed dogs. And breed dogs. And it's, I don't have to do anything for it. I don't have to dress up or go to an office. I just have to put the puppies in a mm. box, drop them off at the vet shop. Well, you see, doesn't money. it come down to that? I, I've more than once said that we need to stop and I know Ban Animal <laughs> Trading is doing their very best to stop, to stop the sale of puppies and kittens in pet stores. Not necessary. It must be stopped because 99.99% of those puppies come from puppy mills. Yeah. You might have the odd mess up with a, a backyard, bre- you know, someone whose dog's fallen pregnant and had uh, puppies, which again shouldn't happen. <laughs> There's a thing called spaying and neutering. But People need to realize where these puppies come from. And I know it's emotional because you'll go, but if I don't take that puppy, what's, what's going to happen, gonna to, happen it? to it? But the only way to stop it is to stop the chain, you Absolutely. know, to not supply, supply and demand. That's what it comes down to. And I also say to people, now, you know, um, I've got nothing against somebody wanting a puppy. Everybody mm, wants a puppy absolutely. at some stage. But then do your research. Go and see where the puppies are being bred. Yes. Go see the facilities. Yes. I mean, I've seen, I've, I've picked up um, dogs where breeders have phoned me and said, listen, I've got a dog that's come back after a year or two. Please come and fetch it because I, can, I can't do anything with it. I can't breed with it. Mm-hmm. Just come and fetch it. And you go there and it's, if I had to get a puppy from a woman like that or a person like that, I would get in my car and drive off. I would not support Absolutely. them. Absolutely. I mean, in most cases, they meet <laughs> you somewhere. Oh, and that was our beagle. Yeah. She had something to say. <laughs> That was great. I was actually going to ask you earlier on if we could make her talk. Bark. <laughs> but I think that's that's the bottom line is there are a lot of very good reputable breeders who care about their dogs, who ensure that they go to the right homes and, and that type of thing. There's red flags. Don't buy from a pet store. Don't buy from a breeder who's going to meet you somewhere on the road that you can't come to their house exactly. and see the mom and dad. If you get to the house, look at the facilities um, See where the they kept. Way. See if they yeah, exactly. Are they kept in little runs mm. and because CUSA registration means nothing. Absolutely nothing. Anyone can do that. No. So that's that's not a stamp of approval that this is a good breeder. And that's why I often get um, not specific uh, um, beagle breeders, mm. but not just other breeders. Who say, oh yeah, but my dogs are CUSA registered, so that I don't get puppies that get returned. Yes, she doesn't yes. know what gets returned three, four, five years down the line. I've had. Lots of Kuzo uh, uh, beagles being yes. returned to me. I've had breeders where I'd phone them and say, listen, your puppy. And they would just turn around and say, I'm not in the second-hand dog market. Do what you want with Goodness it. Me. They're not prepared to help. 
So, so tell me, um, I mean, we ran the stories of the Brits 10. I mean, you were talking about Molly and we've got these wonderful stories of these doggies that were adopted, that were foster fails. Um, so go and get a, a copy to read out more about this. It's on shelves at Pick and Pay, CNA, Woolworths and CNA and, and just read about you know, how these doggies' lives were, were turned around. But I have to ask, was there anything done with this? What was there a prosecution? Or we a, tried to. We got the SPCA involved. We got yes. the SPCA to go and um, investigate, to go look at the premises and things like that. And I'm not sure if it's fortunate or unfortunate for us, but mm. the fact that we've already removed the dogs off the premises, no, right. there was no evidence. Yes. Um, she actually sold them, so it wasn't that... There was cruelty that they were mm. beaten or tied up or anything like that. Um, my passion difficult. for beagles, for beagles was just so strong. I couldn't leave them there not knowing what's going to happen with them. Yeah, you see, I mean, this is at the end of the day, I think more and more of these puppy mills are being bust, bust. uh, which is fantastic. Uh, and, <laughs> and I think people like yourselves, you know, really, I always call you, you guys, animal angels, because you really do so much to help these dogs. And do you need help? How can our listeners, can they donate? Can they volunteer? What do they do if they want to adopt uh, or foster a beagle from you? Most certainly. We've got um, an email address, BeagleRAS for Rescue and Support, BeagleRAS at gmail.com. We've got a Facebook page, Beagles in South Africa. Also got a Beagle website, beagles.co.za. Um, so they can send a mail to that yes. Beagle email address. I can send them a foster application, an adoption application, and sadly a surrender application. Yes. There's lots of people that's got Beagles that's got problems, but they're too scared to ask for help. Okay. So, um, if so they, they feel less guilty help dropping with an SPCA. Yes. yes. Um, I said, I'd rather contact me. Let me take mm. the dog. Let me help mm. you. Um, I'll, I'll tell you where the dog's going to if you want to know. And you've got that peace of mind that it's going to a good, loving home. Right, right. No, because uh, absolutely, I mean, there's a lot of people that immigrate and moving and they can't. There's always a way, you know, get get hold of the shelters and get hold of, you know, people who can help you. And and I, I, I assume you have a lot of beagles up for adoption right now? Yeah, we do. Um, let me just give you a quick rundown of the, how many figures in 2014, we did 105 beagles rehomed. Uh, 2015, thus far, is 118. Wow. So, and there's still six in the system that still needs a home. Um, That's besides the one that was surrendered this morning. Yes. Yeah. yes. So, you know, we've got foster homes. Uh, people are willing to, to look after them, feed them, um, mm. until they go to their new forever right. home. Right. Uh, we've got four ladies that's helping us, uh, Retta from the Vault, Shelley Walsh, Antoinette Cook and Jenna um, Pearl White, um, sh- they they assist us with all the admin because um, it was just getting too much. Mm, yes. And uh, we both work full time, so and you do this because you love doing because it. Because you love doing it. So but that's that's great figures to and, see yeah. how many is getting adopted. So uh, you know, at least we have people that are willing to assist yes. and, and always. But we're always looking for new 
new homes. No, uh, absolutely. And, and they're know. such wonderful dogs. Yeah. I mean, Gina has been so well behaved. <laughs> We're going to post some pictures later on on the Facebook page. And uh, we're going to end there by just saying thank you so much. I know Rieta was supposed to come in today as well, but she's not well. Uh, thank you for what you do. And if Canine Zone can ever help you in any way, please give us a shout. Because I think the, the more we spread this message and the more we educate people, the more of a difference Absolutely. we can make. So really, thank you so much, Garrick. Thanks again, Hester, for coming through. And we're going to take a short break and we'll be back with Dr. Clint after this. Flying fish now has even more flavor. Wow! More flavor. Huh? Hey! Whatcha doing? With even more flavor. All right. Introducing new chilled green apple. Chilled green apple. It's a beer with all the bitterness brewed out and green apple flavor brewed in. I said the flavor's brewed in. Go on. Huh. Add some flavor. Don't mind if I do. Huh? Enjoy responsibly. Not for sale to persons under the age of 18. Animal Central on cliffcentral.com. And we're back this time with Dr. Clint Austin from Bayer. Dr. Clint, thank you. You've been our resident vet now for a long time. It's always great to have Has you. Has it been in the that studio. long already? Well, I've been doing this now for a year. I can't believe it. It's it, Time has just flown so fast. And uh, you've been with us for quite a while. It's been a while now. Time it, flies when you're having fun. Yeah, so. This is true. This is true. So we want to ask Dr. Clint about healthy treats for, for dogs. And remember that you can call us on 0861-555-189. Or you can send us a message on WeChat and so that Dr. Clint can answer your question. Now, I've seen a lot of horrible posts this week of dogs with bones stuck in their teeth, uh, down their throat. And people are, have got into a bit of a panic to say, what should you actually give your dogs as a, as a treat? I know that what I do very occasionally is I'll go and get one of those really big marrow bones and I'll give that to them so that they can't look. I've got power breeds so that they can't chew those little ones down. How dangerous is, uh, you know, giving your dog a bone. Yeah, look, I'm going to be honest with you. My opinion is that dogs have got no place in a dog's bones have got yes. no place in a dog's diet whatsoever. Really? They really don't. Um, they end up breaking dogs teeth. Mm. Um, they get stuck. Um, they can possibly choke on them and you'll cough up for surgery to have bones removed from the dog's stomach once. Um, it, it, it's, it can be a lot of money. That being said, Dogs enjoy the bones. They're nice. So I think you've got the right idea. If you're going to give them a bone, give them one of those big soup bones that they can't mm. crunch into tiny little yes, pieces and swallow. And once off. they, once it starts getting, you know, like chipped and uh, mm. it's not something you leave with them until yes. it finally disappears. It's something you give them as a treat. And when they're done with it, you take it away and take you throw it, it away. away. Yeah. Because it is very easy for those, especially if they crack and those sharp pieces to get Absolutely. stuck in Absolutely. And their teeth. that's it. Those, those bones splinter and they yes. shatter. Those sharp, sh the shards can penetrate the gums. They can penetrate the stomach, mm. the esophagus, anything like that. And, um, this myth that bones keep a dog's teeth clean is nonsense. Oh, I mean, really? If there was a food, a magic food that kept dogs teeth clean, yes. we'd be eating it as well on so a daily not, basis. you've got to do it. I've heard that, that, you know, they needed to keep their teeth clean. No, no, I'm I think sure the, I think the disadvantage, the, <laughs> the disadvantages far outweigh any possible really? benefits. But that being said, uh, I mean, the dogs enjoy it. They do enjoy it. So if you've got a dog that mm. enjoys bones, 
give them a big decent size one that they can't crunch into small pieces and swallow and it is a treat which gets taken away again once they once done with starting the, to absolutely sort of, yeah, look um, a little bit suspect disintegrate because i've even seen those massive big i think they i think they're ostrich, ostrich size yeah, i've bones, seen those yes, yeah. or something like yeah, that i have seen those they, and they, they seem to quite enjoy them too yeah i've never bought one because they kind of look a bit gross they but don't they, smell so great either <laughs> no th- this is the other thing is those hooves and the raw-eyed products they 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 smell horrendous, they but do. I've also heard a lot of negative around those yeah, products. Hooves, hooves, I think, are, are less of an issue unless you've now got a big dog who mm. could quite possibly swallow that yes, hoof by accident. He can inhale it. it. Yes, exactly. And remember the top of the the, the hoof. Uh, it's actually quite a sharp yes, edge. So as is. they chew it, it can sort of shoot up between the teeth and hurt the gum. Mm. So, and those hooves, once they become soft and soggy, if the dogs do manage to swallow and they film like a really pulpy mess in the stomach, which is not ideal either. But that being said, they enjoy the hooves. Um, I, I mean, I've, I give my dogs hooves on occasion, but I watch them and I take them away. Yes. Um, their breath is not fabulous. No, it's not great. <laughs> it's <laughs> so, not great. Um, in fact, the whole area they're in is not great. Yeah. Um, and then rawhide chews, uh, I will be honest, in, in my, in my time in prac, I, I have had some, Issues with rawhide chews, particularly where the rawhide chew that's being given is too small. The rawhide chew has got that knot on the end of it. Yes. And that knot is, it's a perfect wedge shape. And I actually had two dogs where they somehow this thing managed to get past the back of their teeth and actually got lodged sort of in the the pharynx in the back part. Yeah. And, and, and they succumbed to that. So just bear in mind, you know, anything that you're going to give your dog to chew, ask yourself the question, can my dog possibly inhale this Mm. Can it get stuck? Yes. Is it going to cause potential problems? And the same goes for toys. Any toys that you're going to be giving to your dogs. Right. I actually know of somebody whose who's little puppy, bless you, Duncan. I had to bless him because he's my producer here and he had a good old sneeze. Um, um, she, her little puppy chewed a little minion toy from Mickey D's uh-huh. and was in hospital, enemas, huge cost to go and get that out. I mean, it, she, this little one ate the stuffing, everything. I don't underestimate them. I mean, bull terriers are particularly funny for them out there oh, for yes. some reason. I mean, I had a dog. Um, I think we, res- we removed 12 dummies, children's dummies, pacifiers out of its stomach. This, thing, this dog had a thing for dummies and used to eat them left, right, and the owners just thought they they were disappearing. They couldn't understand until, <laughs> until, until, un, until we took them out of their dog's so you stomach. So actually yeah. to operate and remove them. That's it. Yeah, dogs and, and dogs, sometimes they develop a funny fetish for kind of things like that. Yes. You know, one's one's got to be aware of it. So again, you know, I don't want to vilify any particular toy or treat or anything mm, like that, mm. but just, just be very conscious of what you're giving of your dogs to play with and, and what the potential consequences may be. Yes. And, and as you say, a huge cost and possibly your dog could you know not make it through that Correct. and you're quite right I, I do smile because i own a bull terrier and they're not called what are the afrikaans they call them a farkond it it <laughs> is so it's it's so relevant because these dogs eat anything it's i mean and she has never got into trouble i'm surprised she hasn't because she's eaten Little toy soldiers. She has eaten superhero figures. Yeah. She has eaten. If it's something, then she can eat, eat it. Mm. She will. That's why I'm very careful. I don't give Look, them raw hard or anything. And your dogs like have that. got a fairly robust digestive tract. I mean, mm. and again, that's another argument that gets thrown to me. So, well, dogs out in the wild have been eating bones for years yes. and it's not a problem. That's great. But your average sort of wild dog, his average lifespan is about four years. 
Right. Okay, and if you look <laughs> right. at our dogs, an average age of a large breed dog in South Africa is eight or nine years. Yes. And they only get one set of choppers, which, you know, you've got to try and look after for their entire lifespan. Right, exactly. So, and that, you know, that can lead us to all sorts of things like dental care. There's a lot of toys out in the market that claim to keep dogs clean and assist with mm, dental care. And that yes. might be true. They might help. But it goes back to my statement earlier. If there was a magic food or a magic toy that could keep their teeth clean, we'd be eating it too. There is no substitute for daily no, brushing. Sure. And there's no reason why you shouldn't brush your dog's teeth on a daily basis. No, absolutely. And I think even, I'm not going to mention any brands, as you say, you don't want, we, we don't want to sort of talk about any specific brand, but I know there is something out there claiming that, but it's the same principle as one of those rawhide chews is that I have tried them on my dogs and one bite, they're in half, and then you think, well, where's that going to go? Because a bigger dog swallows. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Look again, and some people, don't have the time or just can't brush their dog's teeth daily, great. But then mm. you're going to be, you should be visiting the vet at least once to twice a year for a dental scale to and get polish. A, a tooth and again, the, the chew toys help. They can assist. But the same rules that apply to your own teeth apply to your dog's teeth. Yes. Which means with tw- within 12 hours, you've got plaque on your teeth. Within 24 hours, that plaque hardens to calculus or tartar, mm. which cannot be brushed away. Okay. So if you want to be really, really serious, you can teach your dog from a young age to get used to and accept brushing. Yes. Dogs don't like the minty, foamy toothpaste that we like, but there are various beef and other flavored toothpaste or gels, dental gels available on the market that don't foam. And you can happily use those on a daily basis. So you actually get beef-flavored toothpaste? Absolutely. That's incredible. <laughs> Maybe I should swap my husband's toothpaste and see if he knows. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I, I mean, dogs do obviously like to sit and gnaw on something. I mean, I found some wonderful products out there that they can sit and chew on for Absolutely. a long time and play with, and, and they don't disintegrate. Exactly. I know there's a product out now that's made, is it from Elkhorn? Something like that, that people are really, because it doesn't break down. So I think people just really need to to be careful and... Big dog, don't give it a tiny Absolutely. little chew. And you differentiate know? between toys, which mm. are toys which you're going to leave with your dog, yes. and reward toys. All right, reward yes. toys sit in the cupboard. You get home, you take a reward toy out the cupboard, you play with them, and you, you know, once you're done with the the, the play time, the to- the reward toy gets packed away gets again. Put away. And those are the toys, things like ropes. Again, mm. choose things which may disintegrate, which may be ingested, which may be a problem. You know, dogs get bored. You leave them alone, they're going to chew something to pieces, and no. eventually. Sure. Something's gonna, you know, they're sure. gonna, they're gonna ingest something. So important to differentiate as well. There's toys which are safe or chew toys which are safe to leave with your dogs, which occupy their time, divert their attention, prevent destructive behavior. Uh, and then there are reward toys which are designed for you to spend some quality time with your pet. Yes. When you've done, it gets taken away and put back in so the cupboard. So that they again. don't lose that specialness. Correct. And, and Correct. say for example, and, and I've seen lots of pictures put up on, on social media where they've come home and that the couch has been eaten. <laughs> And, and yeah. the stuffing is gone. How dangerous, if you come home now and you find that, do you need to get your dog to the vet? Do they pass it through? I it mean, what are the depends. symptoms of I, I, I wouldn't stuck? just, you know, if you get home and let's, let's take that classic picture you're talking about of this mm. couch that looks like a hand grenade has gone yes. off in it. Um, and <laughs> the dog, exploding yes, pillow. and the dog looking very innocent <laughs> next to it. It, it wasn't me. Um, the, it, it's not to say you now need to immediately rush off to the vet unless there's a very strong suspicion mm. that the dog has ingested this stuff. You know, sometimes these fillers can be toxic. Sometimes they are space occupying. They can block up the intestine and that kind of thing. So I would, I would just watch very carefully for intestinal symptoms, including vomiting, um, going off their food or any kind of constipation or diarrhea. Okay. And that's an indication of, look, maybe we should just go to the vet and 
try and see have what's going on here. Remember, a lot of these things are not going to be visible on x-rays. So foam um, really? and that kind of foam stuffing is not going to show up on x-rays. Yes. So, you know, and even on ultrasound, it's very, very difficult because a lot of the gut, the gut has got gas in it and, and ultrasound and gas aren't friends. Okay. So I think, you know, if you, if you get home to an incident like that, just watch your dog carefully. For yes. Unless you, I mean, if you're sure that some of this has gone down, in other words, half the yes. stuffing is missing. Then maybe there's a suspicion, but then also you need to address that underlying cause. You know that kind of destructive behaviour is either boredom Why? or it's separation yes, anxiety, correct. usually. Yes. And now, what if um, you you got a puppy and you see physically see it swallowing a toy or a or something, it's a bottle cap or something it shouldn't be swallowing? No, don't take a chance. Just straight, straight to the, to the vet. vet really. Know? And and your vet will maybe take an extra or evaluate it. Your vet may decide. Look, let's see if this thing passes by itself. Mm. But anything that has got sharp edges, serrated edges, is going to cause a lot of trauma. As it moves through the gut. Remember, it's going to scratch. It might poke through. It might perforate. Oh. Now, perforation is a disaster. And then you end up with peritonitis. So your vet might say, listen, I'm not comfortable leaving this thing here. Let's go and get it. And then you're in for, for surgery for a laparotomy um, and to get that thing out. But then at least it's done. But again, you can prevent all of this just by being very aware yes. of what you leave lying out. They have the number of sasati sticks that I've taken out of dogs. Because oh, what happens is society is lying on the bra, absolutely. Yes. They don't know there's a stick in it. They see meat, and particularly large breed dogs just inhale those just things. Swallow. Don't bother to mm, chew it. They don't chew. Anything no. like my moronic great dame. <laughs> and um, that's it. Society stick goes down. Now, that thing, remember, wood will not show up on an x-ray. So that society stick penetrates the stomach, the gut, and it starts migrating through the abdomen. Oh. It's really, really bad news. So be aware. If you're braying, watch what your dogs are doing. Don't let them steal stuff off the fire. Society sticks. Mm. The society sticks, even though they might not have meat on them, they taste nice. They smell nice. Nice. You yes, leave it lying sure. on the floor, dog's going to eat it. Yes. No, awareness. Absolutely. It's all about awareness. And, you know, you often see people at prize just sort of throwing, you know, ribs, bones, or chicken bones, which shatter oh, so quickly. Yeah. Chicken bones are problematic in that um, if they don't splinter, the calcium tends to get digested out of the chicken bone, leaving a very sort of cartilaginous mass behind which becomes very jelly-like. Mm-hmm. And that can also cause blockages and all sorts of things. Well, chicken bones also no, no. What are, what are the odds of the dog actually passing that through? Does it depend? Or is do they need an enema or uh, You know what I would say? I think a lot of dogs probably, and, and I have this argument with my dad all the time, um, a, nine out of ten dogs will never have a problem. Mm. But that one out of ten times that a bone gets stuck is going to cost you a lot of money yes. and a lot of heartache. Yes. And yes. there is the risk that your pet may die. May die. So why? Why take the chance? No, don't there, take there, the there's chance. There's such a huge availability of appropriate things to give your dogs. Why? Yeah, why go and why take go the chance there? of these well, things? I think Absolutely. people think they're doing good. Oh, I'll give the dog a, a bone or a chicken wing or something like that. But it's not. I, I remember my Rottweilers. We're going back many years. My little girl Storm. Um, I found her with a mango and she actually swallowed that whole mango pip. Yeah. And it was, we didn't, we thought, okay, the vet said, just watch, let's see what happened. And as choose mm. Bob, that came out whole the next day. Yeah. It, it was Great, fascinating look to at the see. Size, <laughs> the shape of a mango pip, you know, mm. it's, it's pretty round. It's got smooth yes, edges. It's not sharp. So it lends itself to being Passed through without through. incident. Mm. I, I don't think I'd enjoy passing a mango, mango no. pip in all honesty, <laughs> but uh, it uh, it came no, out. But to? again, uh, you look at something like a chop bone, a lamb chop, yes, or a, or a rib, or, or something that that may potentially it's got sharp edges, and as it moves through the gut, it's going to scrape, it's going to penetrate, it's going to cut the gut. 
It's no, really not a not. good idea. And I think if you've got puppies, you really have to be super vigilant. Absolutely. That there isn't, especially if you've got puppies and children who Correct. are inclined to leave little cars on the floor oh. and, and whatever. I mean, we're focusing very strongly on dogs. Remember, cats like to play with all sorts of things as well. Cats yes. and, and string. Um, linear foreign bodies in cats is a, is a massive problem because they, you know, they play with string, they play with wool, mm, they ingest geez. it. Now, what tends to happen is that stuff does not move through the gut. And what happens is as the gut tries to sort of shift the string along, the gut tends to sort of bunch up on the string and it causes all sorts of dramas. Dramas. Yeah, so we mustn't forget about cats here no, and, and sure. what you, what I, you give I to them. I heard of a cat that swallowed an elastic band. It was playing with a ball of elastic That's that someone common. had made yeah. for them and swallowed that elastic and had to get surgery for yeah. it. Okay. And those kind of things are not going to show up on x-rays. They're very, it's fairly difficult to diagnose. So you literally have to go in, put them under anesthetic, open up and take out. Correct. What is the weirdest things you've ever seen that you've had to remove? Well, well we spoke earlier about dummies. Yes. Um, Condoms. Really? <laughs> Funnily enough. Society sticks. Yes. Um, grass horns that have migrated through the skin into the, into the abdomen. Um, Sorry, grass horns. Grass horns. A-W-N-S. So as in Asagai grass. Yes. And then Stierkras. Okay. Those kind of things, um, that penetrate. So, yeah, you take all sorts of weird and wonderful things out of dogs and cats. I, I know I watched a show, uh, Bondi Vet once. Yes. And, and he had to go in and remove and it, and it was a whole lot of little toy Figurines that yeah. this dog had ingested. I, I, I did. I did go in and find a hundred and twenty thousand rand wedding ring where the oh. owner wasn't um, content to wait for it to pass in case she missed it. Oh so she asked goodness. me please to go in and retrieve, and retrieve it. it. So we found it. Took a bit of hunting, but we found it. And I mean, after that surgery, is it quite safe? I mean, is, I it mean, depends it's, on it's, the extent of the damage to the gut. Mm. You remember what can happen is now you're going to be opening up the gut. And the inside of the gut is essentially a dirty environment, yes, yes. Um, which is now you're now exposing to the aseptic environment mm. in the peritoneum, which mm. is the gut cavity. So, you know, and if there's been a perforation, you've now had contamination all over the peritoneum. You've got peritonitis going oh, on. So that's the worst case scenario. They can get really, really sick. Um, your simple cases, you know, you make a small, neat incision, you take it out, you stitch it up again, um, and they're back on their feet within yes. a couple of days. You know, they, they do well. So it all just exp- ex- depends on what they've swallowed yes. and, um, you know, what the extent of the trauma is and how much trauma you need to cause yes. to get that thing out. No, for sure. And I don't think it's breed specific. I mean, you know, all dogs like to find stuff to chew on and gnaw on. Um, as I say, I, I with owning two power breed, a bull terrier and a, and a pit bull, I know that their jaws are very strong Correct. and they can literally splinter and shatter anything. But I think the what is the, the key here is to be vigilant and just don't do it. Don't give them bones. Don't give them, you know, as you say, unless it's something really big and robust, yeah. let them chew it until and it, it gets mushy and then take it away. There's always going to be horror stories on the internet mm. with absolutely everything. The simple fact of the matter is phone your veterinarian. If you're yes. concerned, you want to know, phone your vet. No, absolutely. No, you don't want to go to that cost. I know this little puppy that I spoke about had to get enemas and all the stuffing and that came out. She was lucky because this is a little puppy. Mm. So that could have really turned out badly. So there's your your tip for this week. Go and look around your house. Make sure there's nothing on your floor that your dog can eat. Um, and, and make sure what you're giving them is treats. You give them bones. Ah, bones. Give them beanos. Give them. You get such amazing dog biscuits Absolutely. on the market and right now, and some aw- last. That's a, you be know, aware of any potential food allergies. If your dog's got okay. a protein allergy, be aware of that. 
and maybe we could talk sometime about um, toxic plants in the garden. We need to, and just before we leave you, just a quickie, spring is here, basically, time to start looking at tick and flea prevention, am I right? Absolutely, you should yeah. be doing that all year round, not, yes. just in, not just in spring and summer. Okay, but I mean, now is a good time Absolutely. if you haven't that's, yet. That's started to get warm. Get We're going to get our first yeah. rains. Flea allergy, dermatitis, babesia, tick bite fever. Yes. The season is starting. And it's very, very easy to prevent. Uh, Frontline, whatever you're using, Provecto, uh, Bayer, any of those, they're easy, they're accessible. And, you know, go down, get some, and that's the way we do it. How do you recommend? I mean, are they all safe? Safe to use? Absolutely. They wouldn't be on the market unless they were safe. Okay. Remember, products in South Africa have to be rigorously, rigorously tested yes. from an efficacy point of view and a safety point of view before you're allowed to okay. sell them in South you, Africa. Okay. Now, you, Bayer, you have got your brands are? Oh, we've got pet. a number of brands which you okay. can speak to, which you can speak to your vet about. Um, we've got a number of top spots from Advantix, Advantage, and of course, our Soresto Collar, yes. which lasts yes. for eight months. Okay. Um, but you're, again, your vet will be able to advise you to on, advise. on a suitable brand and a suitable product. Okay. Dr. Clint, as usual, thanks so much. When we get you back again, yes, I'd like to talk about allergies. Absolutely. Um, something that we also need to look at, especially this weather. And, um, you know, if you've got any questions or anything that you'd like to ask Dr. Clint, I'm always posting on our Facebook wall uh, when he's going to be in studio again. So you can write down, send us your, well, how often do you get free veterinary advice? So, you know, let us know what you'd like to know about. And that's about all we've got time for again this week. The hour just flew by. We'll be back again next week with some interesting guests, exciting news. We want to talk about Gorilla Rescue next week, which should be very, very interesting. So until I'm back with you again next Wednesday, go out and give all your pets a big hug from me. Thank you. Bye. Animal Central on cliffcentral.com.